Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Jamie Mulvaney. Our passage comes from 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behaviour of their wives, when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewellery or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy women of the past, who put their hope in God, used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. So yesterday when I looked up uh, what I was going to be speaking on on HEC Daily, I was really pleased that I was given this passage. I was really pleased that it was given to me and uh, not to a woman. I was really pleased that, that being new in marriage that I'd be speaking on this passage. Uh, you may be detecting some sarcasm here. And yet what we see here is a, a pretty uh, clear call uh, by Peter uh, that wives should submit to their husbands. And uh, I'm aware that on HTC Daily, I don't have time to give a marriage seminar and uh, go into the nuances of what we see in passages like in Ephesians. Um, But I'm also aware that beyond any controversies about what this passage might mean, uh, it's really important for us to know what is going on here. Because uh, those of us on this call this morning, we include men, uh, we include people who aren't married, and... uh, Paul tells Timothy that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Uh, He writes, so the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So I wonder, uh, how might this passage that we've just looked at uh, be useful and equipping for us? And as ever, it's important to look at the context and the passages that we're in at the moment and have been looking at. They're all part of the working out of 1 Peter chapter 2. Uh, verse 9, where Peter says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day that he visits us. And so there's an extent to which we are all exiles and pilgrims and foreigners in the minority amongst uh, pagans. But we also have this high calling, uh, being a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. 
And this is even more detailed than um, what I was speaking on on Sunday night. On Sunday night, I spoke on Carols on the Common about our soul's worth. What is your soul worth? And the value that Jesus places on your soul and my soul uh, because of the cross. Uh, So before we go into these sorts of passages of preconceived notions, it's worth us starting from the place of who we are in Jesus Christ and because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. And where Jago is speaking on the next verse after me uh, tomorrow. Uh, but all this um, about wives is, is not that wives are in any way inferior to their husbands. It's interesting um, that the historical context is that, that both in Greek philosophy and in Roman custom, uh, it required uh, order in the household as the foundation of order in the state. And Plutarch wrote about that not much longer than, than this passage was written. But Peter here, he's, he's not urging Christian wives to pattern their lives on the traditional values of their society. He's already in this letter, uh, in chapter 1, verse 18, con- uh, condemned the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers. But what's particularly distinctive about uh, Christian wives and Christian behaviour is, uh, is what we see in the word that's translated in the same way. And Paul, what, he, what Peter does is he refers us back to the whole pattern of what it means to be a Christian and Christian behaviour that he's described, I talked about before in 1 Peter chapter 2, and the life of being a pilgrim in this world. And this style of life will show others around us Uh, what it means to be a genuine and distinctive follower of Jesus Christ, including uh, to those who are married to non-believing husbands. We see here about fear, and Christians uh, are people that don't fear other people, but they do fear God. They are slaves to God. And because they're slaves to God, they are free, uh, because they are the royal people of God that we've seen already. They are free to God, free as followers of Christ, And so they submit themselves to others freely. When you think about it, no one has the the status, the honour, the worth of Jesus Christ uh, that Peter talked about being the son of God. But yet Jesus had himself washed Peter's feet, just like a domestic slave would. He he wrapped a towel around him and uh, he, 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 he bowed himself and he went to a cross to bear Peter's sins. And it's, it's Jesus Christ's example that Peter calls us to follow in all our relationships in life. And so as followers of Jesus, we do not have to be, as the world is, obsessed with rights, obsessed with what my right is, but we can be free to live with our calling to responsibility, to be, just as Peter says, in the same way as Jesus Christ, And not just those of us who are wives, but all of us to have a gentle and quiet spirit. A gentle and quiet spirit is not, uh, ipso facto, a particularly feminine quality. It's not about us having worldly uh, understandings of what it means to be feminine or what it means to be masculine. But Jesus describes himself as gentle and lowly. Jesus himself, he, he entered Jerusalem riding on a donkey, a gentle and lowly. And Jesus, we see, he did not adorn himself with external beauty. Scripture tells us that. Yet his inner beauty is totally attractive and does not fade and will not fade. 
and having that meekness, having that gentleness as a fruit of uh, the Holy Spirit. And that is what we exhibit when we submit ourselves to Jesus, when we say to Jesus, not my will, but yours be done. Come under Jesus Christ's yoke, uh, submit to him and learn from him because he is gentle and humble of heart. And so our prayer this morning is that we may become like Jesus as we submit to him and that we would radiate his love and his character and others may come to see Jesus Christ and put their trust in him because of the way that they see we conduct our lives. Amen. Amen.